again, everyone. Welcome to What Do We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. And we are pleased to be joined once again by Mel. Why, hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, Mel. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. It's about time I come back, huh? Yeah. I tricked you into coming back on the show somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um... By the way, I've only been watching this show sporadically. <gasps> I'm sorry. <laughs> I should admit. Get off this podcast. Like, I watch like every other episode, but I, I still get the gist of what's going on. Like I, or I'm in the other room when Matt is watching it, so I can hear what's going on. So I pretty much know. That's impossible. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it, it bears great scrutiny and conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since I went skating last night, I did watch the episode a second time to take notes, so I'm going to be kind of winging it from this uh, synopsis on Terminator Wiki. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch Down Below again a second time this week either, because I, I went to see Crimson Peak. I know. Um, but It was good. I know. It's, I mean, not everybody liked it, but I liked it. Maybe not as scariest or best movie, but it was still pretty good. Did you roller skate? I did, and oh my, gosh, my legs are so sore right now. It was my first time skate roller skating, and I didn't <laughs> fall. It was your first time? Oh, see, yeah. I, they, they have an adult um, skate night near my house on Tuesdays, and so sometimes when we don't record, I go there and skate. But I haven't been skating since I was a little kid, so I've gone twice as an adult, um, but it's awesome. And I like watching people crash. <laughs> yeah. I'm Jealous, I want a roller skating rink. Oh my gosh, you just come to Austin. We have a great one. It's called Playland. <laughs> nice. This was at some kind of amusement park. Apparently it happens every month. It's like a big gay skate, something like that. <laughs> and this, it, was, <laughs> it was Halloween thing this month, so people were in costumes. Like there was some um, storm, there's a stormtrooper and a superman and a guy dressed like Waldo. and It was pretty cool. I didn't dress up though. So coming there, that out. <laughs> you guys should come to the big gay skate. <laughs> I want to. Anything called the big gay skate? I'm so about that. <laughs> I don't even care. Um, so this episode is episode twelve, Alpine Fields, and it was written by uh, John Inbaum, who wrote Heavy Metal, I think. No. Yeah, really? he wrote Heavy Metal. This episode, Heavy Metal. He also wrote some for Monica Mars and Party Down. Not the not the movie. Heavy. Oh, I thought you oh, meant the, the TV yeah, the episode of the show, Heavy Metal. Oh, okay, <laughs> Snow. Um, what Veronica Mars episode did he write? Um, he wrote seven, or he was involved somehow or another. At least seventeen. He wrote Rats Saw Good. Oh my gosh! Cheaty Cheaty Bang Bang, Lord of the Bling. Rescue business. This this explains a lot. <laughs> um, investigating Mars, y'all, check it out. I remember those well. <laughs> and he it was directed by two people. One was Charles Beeson, who directed a bunch of them. Allison from Palmdale, The Demon Hand. And he's got one more later coming up. I think Allison from Palmdale is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And also directed by Brian Spicer, who also directed Goodbye to All That. I can't remember what happened in any of these episodes specifically. <laughs> I just remember Allison from Palmdale. That's about it. 
in the future. Yeah, it was when Cameron lost her memory. Goodbye to all that was when they were at the military academy. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was oh. a pretty good episode. I say this in hindsight. Like, I have no idea what I rated it at the time. Yeah, I don't remember either. I have the, all that recorded somewhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I'll put it out there eventually. I have a whole list of stuff that I'm supposed to do, but I never get around to it. I have a list of things I need to Google, so you can't get much worse than that. <laughs> it's really long. It's not that bad, though, because at least, you know, at least you're trying to learn things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. If you saw the list, it's pretty silly. But, um, okay, I will go with that. <laughs> you seen the picture of Maggie Smith with a lightsaber? That is, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't oh. know what she's doing or why. I'm it's pretty sure sense. it's real. There, there needs to be no reason for that. You just need to share it. She's... Professor McGonagall in the Harry Potter movies. Yes. Down to Abby. Abby. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a legend. So, <laughs> um. So. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, this was. So we. <laughs> I was. I was looking at Maggie Smith and her lightsaber. Um. So we, <laughs> yeah, this episode begins in the present day with um, Derek going into a warehouse on the phone with Sarah, and she's she's talking to her about she's hunting it. So I guess we find out later, I guess that it's the Triple Eight. And Derek hears a scream and finds Miss Fields. Oh uh, no, the daughter Fields trying to uh, save her mother's life. He's been shot and having trouble breathing. And she ends up pulling the gun on Derek. But Derek says that Sarah was sent there to help him. So did was I the only one who like like seriously last couple episodes when it starts? I'm like, wait, is this the right episode? What's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so confused. Yeah, they keep throwing us in new situations and then filling it in. Well, I, I remember asking Matt when we watched this. Like, I was like, do they introduce new characters every single episode? Is it that's what it seems like every episode that I watch? They always put a new character in that you're like who is this where do they come from What's what do up? they want <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do they want from me um yeah. i think that uh it's it's interesting because obviously this is like you know a time travel show and so they're doing like the timey-wimey thing within the episode i mean on a meta level i can appreciate it execution can vary so this is six months later i guess she never told Derek about them before now. why would she mm. There's a triple eight trying to kill them. You think <laughs> she might let him in on that? <laughs> was, this a long, to, was this a long time before he even showed up? Maybe six months. I don't know how long has how long yeah. has it been since okay. the start of the series. Seems like it's been longer than I don't know. I don't know. Um, it turns out to be somebody that Derek knew or met in the future. So six months earlier, the Fields family. Go into their cabinet and they see mud. And this when Cameron and Sarah burst in with their rifles and Sarah's trying to explain to them, um, they're in danger and that they're on their list is Alpine Field. I think we've seen that name and I like remember um, mm-hmm. when we saw it on the, when I saw it on the wall, you know, that name, Alpine Fields. It's going to oh, come really? back later. I think I remember seeing that on the wall. I do not. I do not either. Um, I like how she's like, I'm here to protect you. And she points the gun and threatens me. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, protect. Don't move. I'll kill you if you don't let me protect you. Yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah, machines coming to kill them and track them to their cabin. Of course, they, uh, the family doesn't believe them, but they start to, um, yeah, Cameron takes the gun. <laughs> and, um, they leave, but they leave Charles Barkley behind. Oh my gosh, you guys, why oh. do they leave Charles Barkley? Like, I, this, I have to tell you that uh, this is like a spoiler, but I, this knocked major points, this whole dog. <laughs> I mean, seriously, no, I no. I wasn't about it. I was not about it. Yeah, the dog um, detected the Terminator as he, like the usual. I don't know if it was this scene or another good. one. good. Yeah. Dogs can sense them. <laughs> the so, dogs bark at people all the time, so that's not a good, <laughs> a good I barometer. Like, I feel like dogs get killed all the time in TV shows. Nowadays, it used to be that they never did, except for Disney. And nowadays, <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, the the modish thing is to like kill a dog. I mean, I guess this was before its time, and it's like, hey, Cause, let's. Because they know it gets people like you. But I know <laughs> it totally gets me. I'm like, kill the kids, kill everyone, just kill, <laughs> yes, kill the kids. I know, I know, I'm terrible. I know I'm one of those people, but it, it's just true. It's like, I think the animals are more innocent than kids. I'm sorry. Do you see cats dying a lot? I don't know if that you do. Uh, yeah, nobody. cats for some reason they have a better time, but they know that it gets to everyone with the dog. You just don't see cats period <laughs> on in media. No, uh, you don't. Cats, yeah, your cats are hard to control. You can't train a cat. Yeah, cats are smart. Like I swear, this is like a cat hating podcast from half of, <laughs> <laughs> at least from my section. But I'm gonna say something good. They actually know like when they're like out for themselves, so they're like, hey, this is, looks like it's gonna go down bad. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> All right, peace, y'all. I don't need to be around here. That's why you don't yeah. see cats get hurt. The only cats I can think of are the one from Buffy, who was in a couple episodes, the one from uh, Alien, the one from Ghost. Pet Cemetery. Oh, oh. The cat in uh, that Coen Brothers movie there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, uh, what's that called again? Oh, Brother? No. 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 Uh, the one that's about the guy who plays the folk music. Oh, well, I know what you're talking Oscar about. Oscar Isaac. I don't <laughs> even know how to say that. Okay. Oh. Anyway. There's not many cats in media. Yeah, but I remember the Coen brothers, we watched like a feature of that movie, and they said that they never want to work with cats ever again, yeah. because they're awful to work with. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> cats are like, well, we don't want to work with you either, so just leave us alone. Whereas dogs are like, hey, I want to play. <laughs> Man, I'm going to torture a cat in every movie I make. <laughs> oh wait! There is, there, I will watch that movie. No, I won't. There is violence against cats in one in one movie on uh, oh uh, the Holy Grail. There's always a the, the like the old crone beating the cat against the wall. <laughs> also, National Lampoon's Christmas, where the cat gets electrocuted. Right. <laughs> okay. Yep. Did people feel bad for that cat? I don't think. No, so. that was a no. shitty cat. Because yeah, they usually portray cats in such a way that you hate them. Yeah. So they're like, oh well, too bad for the cat. It's just like creepy kids. They like portray them in a really creepy. And so when they die, you're like, oh okay, I guess. Someone needs to do a creepy dog. (laughs) No, that's Cujo. That was the last creepy dog. Dogs aren't creepy. Oh, I mean, they have rabies. I was gonna say all yeller. No, I don't want to talk about it, y'all. I can't. (laughs) Can't. This is like how to turn. This podcast is taking a dark turn. That's why they say where cats can get away with doing stuff that dogs can't. They're like, oh, he's just being a cat. But if a dog like scratched you or bit you, you'd be like, you know, punishing the dog. Yeah. Well, actually, you probably just blame the parents. 
Like cats are like, yeah, it's a cat's fault for like, you know, like any dog, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's the owner's fault. Yeah. And I, and I completely believe that because dogs can be trained to do anything. <sighs> I love pit bulls. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Well, no, I mean, cause I have a, my best friend has two pit bulls and they're the sweetest animals in the world, but then they get to the worst rap because, you know, they have shitty owners. Yeah, exactly. uh, my old neighbor had a pit bull, and I was always afraid he was gonna like hurt Reese. But <laughs> he was he was he was just really aggressive, but he wasn't trying to hurt Reese though. Well, my dog, uh, she was she's eight pounds, and I boarded her when I went to, or I didn't board her, but I left her with my best friend when I went to India. And my best friend wrote me emails that my dog, my little Buffy, was eating out of the same bowl as a pit bull, and I didn't believe any of this until I brought her I brought her back for a visit after like I had picked her up and everything and the pit bull tried to push her around and my little dog who I've never seen snarl or get mad at all just like reared up on her toe paws and started scratching the dog like went <laughs> and the dog backed up and then they were cool they were totally fine they like he was like alright mad respect and then they were fine mad respect yeah <laughs> you could see it on the pit bull's face it was like alright little dog you're in your skeet so um, yeah they get a bad rap though so as they're all fleeing in the car, they end up hitting a pickup truck, and the trip eight gets out, and Cameron fights him, and that's when Sarah and the Fields go back to the cabin. So this was their only interaction for most of the episode with the Terminator, and they believed her based on this interaction. Yeah, it's a little weird, where, right? Where they got in a slight fender bender, and then two people started throwing each other around. Yes, everything you're saying is is the truth. I believe you now. And so that actually confused me because I had thought that like, I mean, I, we found out later like his involvement, what have you. But I was just like, wait a minute, like, are they completely in on this so that they know? Like, I thought I missed a scene where they were from the future or just something weird. But yeah, they believed everything. Mm. You wouldn't after that. No. After a <laughs> I didn't believe some stuff. I'd be like, yeah, they're well, crazy. We got right up after that. Yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I know, but like, I'd be like, all right, why do I have to believe in time travel? I would maybe believe that somebody created that today. Why does that? Wait, no. What happened? What happened in the car crash that was that a human couldn't have done? I thought they they saw her um, take the bullets, right? Mm, did they see her get up and after she got shot? I... That's that's what I'm basing this on. If they didn't, then I have no idea. That's uh-huh. even worse. Speaking. Uh, um, so back in the present day, <laughs> Will's just ignoring us. <laughs> well, I don't have an answer. I, uh, okay. I, I was already, you know, conceding on that point. Okay. <laughs> we win. <laughs> I can't explain that away. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if she got shot or not. One of our listeners will tell us in the future. Back in the present today, uh, Anne is trying to stay alive. Stay alive. Um, <laughs> Derek sees, she sees Lauren with a medal around her neck and tells her it's a target, get rid of it. And find out that they were outside of a hotel when the trip eight found them and David tried to hit it with a lamp and curtain rod so the other two could escape. And so it was, uh, it was a religious, uh, medal, right? Um, yeah. That she had around her neck. Um, yeah, see, I, sh- I should have it in my notes somewhere. Anyway, go on. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. Is it like some sort of saint? Yeah, it was. It was saint like Christopher. A- um, yeah. So Aaron wants to know if uh, yeah, it's Saint Christopher medal. Yeah. David could possibly be all right, and Derek's like anything's possible. I like when he says anything's possible. He shakes his head no. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah. That is dead. 
So then we go into the future, and Derek's talking to Animaeus about. <laughs> oh my gosh, he was Animaeus, Doctoro. <laughs> good to Yay. see him back. Yeah, he was in the. I think he was in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. I forgot about that. Or General Perry, as they call him on this show. Mm. As. Yeah, so he's, they're gonna get reprogram a Terminator. Skynet hit a bunker with a bioweapon that killed everybody. Almost everybody. So they need to get back as, um, so yeah, they wanna send a machine that's immune to this disease that's spreading. They wanna save. Anyway, so yeah, they're trying to go on this mission to <laughs> get the cure for the disease. So this was a weapon? It wasn't a natural disease? I don't think I caught that. Now this says it's a bioweapon. Mm. So back in the present, Lauren takes the blame for uh, that triple uh, eight finding. Says she found she uh, called Roger. Oh, Roger. <laughs> so it's we, always the phone. It's always the phone. I know. Oh, he used the phone. Then John or somebody used the phone one time. Sarah used the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah. Then. Yeah, because yeah, John wasn't alive then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so six months earlier, the fields arrive back at their cabin where they're trying to, Sarah's trying to help David, whose leg is hurt, and he's just trying to find out who the trip eight is after. And she's trying to find supplies. She cuts the power. And this is when Lauren kind of gets Sarah alone and tells her that her father's not telling her something. Um, one of her father's clients is a cybernetics company and she pulls his emails up off his computer. <laughs> and, so I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was really funny that like, I, I thought the girl, like, you know, when they were talking about like, I'm a banker, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was a girl because like, she looks like one of those like hacker types. And then he's like, and she's nothing. <laughs> like, it's yeah. really bad. Um, and then she turned into like a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, here's the emails. <laughs> Pull those emails up fast. Yeah. I know. Seriously. I just thought it was funny. So he's doing something that's not legal with his company, which I can't remember what that was. Um, so she hears something out in the woods, and it's Cameron and the Trip 8 hunting each other, going hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, around this time, I um, realized that there was one person who was missing from this episode. Yeah, it was in the <laughs> It took <episode>. me this <laughs> long, but I have it in my notes. I'm like, um, where's John? <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, that's... <laughs> And the show must go on. Yeah. safe. They lock him in a vault. He's, almost, <laughs> he's a figment of Sarah Connor's imagination. Oh, yeah. It's just like the three. He's connected to the three dots. Now. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing because then she would be the real savior. And, you know, this really would be the Sarah Connor, you know, yeah. Connor Chronicles instead of like John and his mom. Crazy old Sarah Connor. That was the end game, Derek. I mean, Daniel, um. Sarah Connor is, John is really a figment of her imagination. I was thinking, like, on the way home today, like, damn you, Daniel, for putting that in my head. Like, I never thought about what their end game might have been, or if they actually had one. Like, what if they did no, win? You just, you just see, like, her, like, 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 rocking back and forth with a snow globe in her hand, you know? I don't know. <laughs> like, She's still in the mental institution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So in the future at Eagle Rock Bunker, Derek has a mask on and sees all these bodies and comes across a pregnant woman beside uh, all dead. 
and he rushes out and pulls out his pistol. So this is the time we thought about killing himself that we heard reference earlier. So Did yeah, cause, cause Jesse interrupts him, says, excuse me. Mm. Ugh, Jesse. Must be this time then. Yeah, Serrano Plank. So why, why, why did she come over from Australia? <laughs> that seems like a like a. Are you gonna say go back to your own country? Because if you are, <laughs> no, I have no. to stop you right there. No, I'm just saying it's, you know, it's the apocalypse. Why would anyone make such a trip for to go from one shitty place to another shitty place? Australia is super shitty. Because <laughs> the know. grass is greener on the other side. She was like, oh, like, you know, I mean, my parents came over here thinking that, like, you know, she, they'd get wall-to-wall carpeting, you know, and all oh, kinds thought, of things. And, like, maybe she's like, the apocalypse is better over there. No, I thought she went, she came over to America on some sort of mission. I thought, I thought, like, she was sent there. I was just wondering why anyone would send anyone across the world if the entire world is in the same state. Maybe they didn't know it was. Who knows? Maybe that's going to be like the, their planned spinoff is like Jesse and her crazy Australian adventures. The Outback. No? Um, <laughs> that's the season finale. No takers. That's where that was their end. That was their end game. Where's that? It's going to be about Jesse. Um, John gets killed and Jesse becomes a new savior. So back in the, like, uh, oh yeah, she tells him that it's flight. I'm like, yeah, we've heard this before. So in present day, Derek's tending to Anne, so he knows that it was actually Anne who called Roger, because Lawrence, she's smart, Lawrence is taking the blame. Blame it on the daughter. <laughs> Back in the past, Sarah sets a trap to electrocute the trip eight to give them two minutes, but um, <laughs> Sarah finds Anne in on the phone, so she's just testing the line, but then we see someone, someone's approaching outside. And Charles Barkley goes out, and it turns out to be Roger. This is like when I thought this turned into comedy. <laughs> like, like the first of Charles Barkley thing was funny, and the whole the whole family like in the car was pretty funny. But then this guy this guy comes in, and like just the husband's indignation, like it was just kind of I don't know, it was just really funny to me. I, I just expected it to be in a sitcom, like seriously, like you're having an affair, we're getting shot at, what? And them interacting, the husband and Roger interacting with each other, that was yeah, kind of sitcom-y like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't understand the reason for this affair. He's Cause... the reason for any affair. Yeah, but, he's no, but... neglecting her. But her he was... Sexually. But... Yes, but she was like, oh, you had a slipped disc. She couldn't have sex, is what she's saying. Like, you have... Yeah, but that's a terrible reason. I mean, girls got needs. I know, but <laughs> in sickness and in health... Well, yeah. yeah, she didn't leave him. She just had an affair. She's, so- <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you are sick, and I will take care of my health. And when you're better, we'll talk. <laughs> you can't get on top of me, and I can't get on top of you. So I'm going to go get on top of someone else. Yeah, and then not be safe about it. Her only mistake here really is, like, um, unprotected sex. Oh. <laughs> it's terrible, you know. So, yeah, she's having an affair with Roger. Why would you have an affair with someone named Roger? I know. <laughs> it reminds me, you know, it reminds me of um, when Harry met Sally, when she's like, you know, you can't have sex with someone named Sheldon. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. do it to me, Sheldon. That's not, like, Roger is not, I'm sorry to all our Rogers out there. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. That's what she said. I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, 
go by your middle name if your name's Roger. Sorry. <laughs> uh, in the present day, Anne says that she needed to let Roger know what was happening. That's why she called. But why? Duh. Yeah, she loves him now? This is like the unbelievable. Like, if he was just a side piece, then you would need to let your side piece know what was going on. So maybe there were feelings. Probably. Yeah. They always let feelings get in the way. I know, man. <laughs> Need to be more like Terminators. Yeah, um, cause <laughs> need to not care about her affairs. You know, um, NSA, no strings attached. Um, it's just like for Ashley Madison. <laughs> it's like you know, he's just gonna lead them to you, so don't tell them that you. Hopefully, anyway, <laughs> and you're really bad at this. <laughs> um, so in the future, this is where Derek and Jesse meet for the first time. She's trying to find someone who sent out an SOS, so they go into the bunker to find this girl who survived the bio attack, and they go into a room and knock on the door, and the door opens. I was expecting the girl who's trying to save her mom. Uh, she looks I, I, the same you know, in the future, doesn't she? Basically. I mean, <laughs> they did four in the... Yeah, she, in still, a, she still looks 14 in the future. Yeah, and in an earlier episode, remember, they had that young guy, and they just put old person makeup on him, and he, I figured they were doing going to do the same thing here. So in the present, Anne's getting worse, and Lauren says they need to take her to the hospital, and he says they can't until um, Sarah takes care of the trip eight. Is Sarah fighting that thing by herself, or is Cameron helping her? Yeah, it's like all the stuff we don't see, right? Mm. Like, it's like the Zeppo episode. They said it too. Oh god. <laughs> Sorry. Zeppo is a dirty word around here. Oh really? At least what it refers to Buffy. It <laughs> was a good episode. Uh, You're not like a Xander it. fan? No, I can't stand Xander. Sorry. <laughs> oh. I cheered when he, um, you know, lost. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Who are we um, trying to not spoil? <laughs> I was Buffy. Millions of listeners. Where are you? <laughs> Get on that. Yeah. When he lost his eye. Oh, damn. <laughs> you quit there. Um, really? I feel like that's kind of a minor spoiler. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's just an eye. <laughs> Doesn't make him any less Xander. Unfortunately. It's not like he lost a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Now that would be a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> you killed my puppy. <laughs> I distinctly remember playing Dragon Quest while this scene was on. Uh, six months earlier, David's confronting Anne about her affair, and they start arguing and stuff, and her trap's messed up. So Roger said that Sarah's just a crazy woman, and all this stuff about machines is BS. And then all of a sudden, that's when Cameron comes through the window. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and Charles Barkley goes outside to see, you know, the Terminator, and that's when R.I.P. Charles Barkley. Aww. So Lauren sees the Trip Eight coming, and David goes outside because he thinks he's the one that the Trip Eight wants, and Trip Eight is like, "Fuck off! I'm not looking for you. No match, no threat." So Sarah's like, um, he's not looking for you. So then that's when we find out that Anne is pregnant and it's not David's baby. So must be her thereafter. Uh, yeah, I was really expecting it to be the the daughter. Oh, yeah, not, not the unborn one because they've already done that. So 
in the present. Lauren wants to know, she's asking Derek what this is all about, and he knows it's about her unborn sister. And Lauren's like, oh, you're from the future. And Derek's like, yeah, your sister's name is Sydney, and I knew her. So we go back to the future. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and the door opens, and we see Sydney. She's immune, and she's like, your gas mask won't help. You're already infected. As Jesse gets, yeah, this is when Jesse starts getting sick and thirsty, and Sydney's like, yeah, it starts with a dry mouth, and then sweats, and shaking, and fever, and your lungs fill up with fluid, and then you die. It yeah. seemed to be, it seemed to be much worse on her, like, uh, Derek didn't even seem sick until like the final scene right before they got uh, the cure. And she's been infected longer, or she's more susceptible to it. They could make him look sick, because like you know, everybody <laughs> would be sad. Yeah, I'm hoping Jesse would die. You know, I think I could have explained it yeah. somehow with time travel. <laughs> Just <laughs> see her die. She died in the past slash future, but she's somehow here now. Yeah, makes sense. My dog is having nightmares. She's no. sleeping in her sleep. Um, in the present, Derek is, uh, tells Anne that her daughter has an immunity that helps cure a deadly disease in the future. And they go back to six months while Sarah and Anne run for it. And Roger finds um, Lauren hiding in the cabin. And then Roger collapses and his camera knocked him out. <laughs> <laughs> Caves the back of his head in. Well, he's human. Camera's like my mistake. <laughs> she should be able to tell. She can scan through. Maybe she just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> because I felt like it. She just needed to hit somebody <laughs> today. So she, uh, she and Lauren leave in the truck, um, and they end up running over the trip eight, chasing Sarah and Anne. Everybody gets in their car and they drive off with T eight, chasing them. But they they leave him. Into and in the present, Anne gives birth to Sydney. She gets to hold her baby a little while before she dies. The baby has like an evil baby laugh. <laughs> what? You have I to, can't remember this. I can't remember what it sounds like either because it was a week ago. But uh, you just go back to when that baby's born, and it's like it's very creepy. A- evil baby laugh. I know it's crying, but it sounds like evil baby laugh. <laughs> her baby's creepier than cats. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. They can be. Especially the pet cemetery baby. <laughs> In the future, uh, Derek and Sydney uh, help Jesse get back to Serrano Point, and Derek and Jesse are in beds, and Jesse's coughing gets really bad, but they um, inject something into her IV, and we see the person. Tending to Derek is Lauren, and she says, thank you for saving my sister. Blah, blah, blah. So, she, I guess in the future, she's going to remember Derek. Or, wait, this has this is already... Ha- wait, okay, never mind. He'll remember her, but she won't remember. Yeah, this is the future. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, in the present day, Derek tells Lauren that she should come stay with him and Sarah. And she says, I have to do this. And then... Six months earlier, Sarah leaves the fields in a restaurant, saying that David and Anne is going to need Lauren's help. And in the present, um, <laughs> in the present, Derek uh, goes off to make a call to Sarah. Turns out she got the triple eight. She got him dead. And 
He tells her that, you know, he offered to let Lauren stay with them, but when he goes back, Lauren and the baby are gone, and she left that medal on Anne's body. I'm not sure why she did that. It's a target. Mm, but, no, I mean, why she left in the first place. Oh, why she left. Yeah, because she was being offered all this shelter and Help. protection. I can make it on my own with no experience. Mm-hmm. She's got six months of experience, man. It's more like, I don't want to pay the actress, so she's going to have a good yeah. <laughs> But isn't she just like 14 or 15 or something? Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy young. Mm-hmm. What's going on an adventure with her new, newborn sister? Spin-off. With Jesse. They'll be living on the street in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> going to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, that's what she's going to be doing. How does she put herself through medical school? I was just going to say, she's she's going to be paying for it somehow. (laughs) A lot of scholarships. Mm -hmm. If that's what you call it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's actually a stripper or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. She's getting a scholarship uh, on the pole. Yes. (laughs) I had some notes here that we... we, I I don't know. I, I forgot where they were. In the recap, and I didn't find the spot to. Uh... We watched this episode like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a note here that says, "Stop giving people useless handguns," and that's from a scene where Derek gives gives the uh, the teenage girl, I think, he gives her a handgun and says, "Don't go anywhere without this." Or so. somebody gives somebody a handgun, and they do that all the time in this show, and I'm like, that does nothing. Like, I guess the Terminator. I, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why are you they're insisting? Giving them, they're giving them false hope. <laughs> even in the original, yeah, even in the original Terminator, Kyle Reese, like when he goes in for supplies, he gives Sarah a handgun. It's not better good. to have. Well, you might slow him down for like a split second. Literally, a split <laughs> yeah. second, like less than a second. <laughs> I, know, I guess you feel better if you have something than nothing. I noticed in the future they had some really big guns. Mm. Oh. And the the thing where the Terminators always come through the front door, that's questionable. I, I would think they would just come through whatever door was closest to them when they were approaching the house. If they happened to be coming towards the house from the back, they'd use the back door. They wouldn't go around the front door. Matt, you know how to think like a, like a Terminator. They go the most direct route. If the most direct route is through the back of the house, they'll go through the back door. Right? Am I wrong here? No, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. You guys still there? Yeah. We're still here. We're thinking about it, Matt. <laughs> I, I, I'm really like, I'm really loath to say that you're right. <laughs> so I'm kind of like thinking of reasons why, but I don't. I'm nothing. So I'm not gonna I say you're right. No you might not be. And also, one last thing: Did Cameron throw herself through the window of the cabin? <laughs> I was wondering, did he throw her that far? Because it was a while before he showed up, right? Yeah, he was way back in the woods. <laughs> Me for a really long way. <laughs> no, I think she just like walked by the window, threw herself in it. Yeah, and... like why bother opening it? Because it's yeah. not really matter, right? It's not like uh... they're working together. Her, her and the other terminators. Yeah. He threw her. Because the trap had been disabled by then, so <laughs> I don't know. That's all my notes. So who is our? Uh... Badass of the week. I'm trying to pull up something so I can write this down. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Derek? That kid for, like, telling on both her parents. <laughs> I liked her shirt. <laughs> but I like how she was a big paddle tail. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, 
fuck y'all, I'm gonna do what I want. And she's like, you call me nothing. Yeah, so. my badass of the week is Charles Barkley. <laughs> yeah, poor one out for Charles. Yeah, he confronted everybody. Pretty much okay. everybody that came to the door. He knew he what was up. And, for, yeah. and he had to take, been taken out for it. He didn't know. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't know what kind of danger he was getting into. He's just a dumb doge. <laughs> yeah, poor doggy. Um, dum dum. So let's just rate this episode on a scale of one to ten, or whatever scale you like. <laughs> How want to start us out, Mel? Sure. Uh, I'll give it. Uh. Uh. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't even think about this. <laughs> skip. Skip. Uh, no, I'll do uh, uh, 7 out of 10 slip discs. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Malika? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of it more than necessarily the execution. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm also going to give it 7 out of 10. Um, dead Goldens. Oh, <laughs> how about you, Matt? I am also going to give it a seven, maybe actually six point five. I didn't really like it that much. It was it was just okay. Um, I'll give it six point five out of ten. Slimy newborn sisters. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes that. Nope. I don't. I certainly don't like seeing it on TV. <laughs> What show did they just show a birth in, childbirth in recently? It was kind of a big... It was on HBO, I think. I Sunset? No, it was on HBO. Oh, Leftovers. Re- oh, Leftovers. Okay, because it reminded... It made me think of Sensei when I saw it. So Sensei, we saw like eight births go up in one episode. Yeah, I know. That was a little <laughs> overload. No, it was um, Sensei. Or it was sorry, Leftovers. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. This episode, what was the point of this episode? <laughs> I'm trying to remember do a feels come back. I don't know. But yeah, I'll give it seven out of ten. Um, cyborgs that jump through windows. Throw themselves through windows. Yes. <laughs> it was okay. It's nice to see, uh, well, I guess it was, it was nice to see Jesse and Derek make since we are seeing a reference to it before. Um, I'm so lost without my normal preparation. <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> Feedback. Feedback. We have the entire <laughs> open up the email. I don't have Hotmail like Claire. <laughs> That's <do>. good. <laughs> That's your first step towards success. <laughs> I have five email addresses. And my the one I still use the most is Hotmail. Uh. So it's my first email address, and like, so all my, I don't know. If you're my real friend, you'll get my Hotmail address. If I only like you somewhat, I'll give you my Gmail address. It was one. Same- okay. Since you the same way. Yeah, I uh, have a email that I use as my main email. Really? I use Gmail as my main email because my Hotmail is older, so it's filled with spam. <laughs> yeah. You see, I have, other, I have other Hotmail aliases for my spam. I find Gmail fills up with spam faster, but that might have been because I... Signed up for it Gmail. Just, yeah, like it just depends on what you sign. Use your email to sign up for. I yeah. didn't sign up for anything, and it like sent me spam really? automatically. Yeah. <laughs> I've had I've had my Hotmail since 1998, so <laughs> or 1999 or something like that. Well, I I had a couple of Hotmail addresses, and so I have one specifically. I learned about the, the other aliases pretty quickly, so the only spam I get is like from other email addresses that I have set up for those purposes 
I let my Hotmail expire, uh, or at least I stopped using it, so I assumed it expired. But I have, I think I'll talk about this before somewhere else, but I have one Gmail account, which is my name at Gmail. And since I have a common name, I get emails meant for other people all the time. Like, this guy keeps ordering from some website. I think his name is Willie M. Johnson, and I'm Willie E. Johnson, but I get his uh, order receipts all the time. He like huh. orders like two or three items a day from this one site, and I get like stuff from like Milf Hunter or yeah. like, Black People Meet oh, or something wow. like that. And he needs to meet your neighbor, yes. the one whose box you got. <laughs> I was going to say yes, Will. You keep getting packages that you just don't want. <laughs> I know they're they're you know other people want those packages. And there are yes. different Will Johnsons all over the country who accidentally use my email address. Like there's one in Brooklyn and one in Illinois and one in Alabama accidentally got a restraining order meant for him. Oh my God. <laughs> so, you are yeah. amongst interesting people. Have you ever seen the Jet Li movie, The One? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you need to do that. You need to go around go. and destroy the other Will Johnsons. <laughs> is absorb- that what he's about? Yeah. It's, well, what? What? Yeah. That movie's about alternate dimensions and like these different versions of, of Jet Li, like keeps he this one guy, version of him keeps going to the other alternate dimensions and killing that dimension's Jet Li. <laughs> and as the as the versions of Jet Li get amazing. less and less, the the ones that remain get more and more powerful. That's <laughs> amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, until there's only two of them left. And so, if like you guys, if you guys like that concept, read Black Science comic book, yeah. like a graphic novel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's kind of all about alternate dimensions and different versions of people, and it's it's not about them growing more powerful by killing others, but it's really mind trippy. Well, well, you gotta try it. <laughs> uh, well, it seems like there is an X Men comic in past few years. They had that same concept. Maybe they were trying to kill the. Different versions of Charles Xavier, maybe I can't remember. Or it was somebody. Well, there's a Spider-Man thing where this villain's trying to kill all the versions of Spider-Man throughout the dimension. <laughs> uh, well, first we have an email from Hydeer. We want to take that one. I will. Let's see. Okay. Hey guys, when someone tells Sarah to tell the truth, she does just that. Ha ha! The dog's name is Charles Barkley. I like this family that Sarah's protecting. They're very real, and the daughter has some good lines. The timing, the timeline is a little difficult to follow on this one. Derek is a few months into the future, protecting the same people Sarah's protecting in the present. We also see Derek meet Jesse for the first time, although I don't really care. I don't like her, and if yeah, you hadn't noticed. But that part of the story is connected to other parts of the story um, with the meeting Sydney. It's a very time you wait, wait. Mm-hmm. It, uh, she said that Derek is in the future, yeah. the same family from the present. No, I think she has that mixed up. Derek oh. is in the present. The yeah. part is in the past. He's in the past, six months or in the what past. If? Oh, that's don't what even I, start. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe that's why we haven't you know, seen Sarah mention it to Derek, because that was actually the present. I don't know. I, I, think, it, I think you're right, Matt. But you know, yeah, I think you're right, too. Mm. Um, otherwise, there's some explaining to do. <laughs> this is a very timey-wimey episode for sure. I think something bad happened to Charles Barkley. <laughs> David is not the target. It's not too difficult to figure out when you see the baby being born in the future scenes. Camera must have been disoriented present. from... Hmm? <laughs> present scenes. Present scenes, right. <laughs> present, present. 
Cameron must be dis- disoriented from being knocked out since she didn't know Roger was human. Or maybe she wanted to hit him. It's nice to see that Lauren and Sydney make it. Well, at least in that version of the timeline. I don't really get why Lauren took the baby and left, though. I like this one and the way the story unfolds. Until next time, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Next, we have an email from Danielle's son. Daniel says, Hi, Chroniclers, or hello, Chroniclers. The bloody wall writing pays its fourth plot dividend this week, and we see what happens when an ordinary family finds their lives disrupted by the future war. Seeing as a handgun is functionally useless against Terminators, was that for Lauren to commit suicide if one, of, if <laughs> one found him or just to make herself feel better? Sarah could have just immediately let one of the fields shoot Cameron or even shoot her in the head herself to prove that she's a cyborg. But you could damage her. <laughs> okay, they seriously need to stop letting Sarah get behind the wheel. She gets into an accident every single fucking time because she can't keep her damn eyes on the road. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Connors are surprisingly bad at managing a hostage situation. There's a thing out there trying to kill this family, and they are all just lounging around in the cabin having a domestic drama. Seriously? In the future, Derek says they can't move out till nightfall because that's when the tin can switched to infrared. Yeah, that was kind of got me. <laughs> Daniel says, um, wouldn't that make it more difficult to move around undetected at night, mm-hmm. given that human bodies would glow like a torch under infrared? Wouldn't it make more sense to travel around in the daytime when the sun's ambient heat could throw out the infrared? That's what I brought up a long time ago. Plus, uh, machines should be able to see better in the dark than humans. Yeah, like, like humans, animals. Yeah, human humans can't see in the dark, so why would we run around in the dark? The bioweapon is an intriguing idea, though, and one I'm surprised it took this long for Skynet to try. Given that plague is a hell of a lot more efficient than sending humanoid robots to pick them off one by one. The way the timeline of this episode kept jumping between the past, the present, and the future was ambitious, but pretty confusing when taking the series as a whole. The the scenes with Derek helping Lauren and her mother give birth to Sydney are said to be six months after Sarah and Cameron dropped the fields off at the diner. So the incident where the Sarah and Cameron where Sarah and Cameron met the fields at their cabin happened in the present, after the last episode and before the next one, or is it actually supposed to have occurred six months earlier this season, and they are, for some reason, just now showing us this previously unmentioned side adventure? No. That's, yeah. That's, that's the one I took it as. Yeah, they probably have lots of adventures we don't see. It's like Star Trek. I always assume that there's other stuff going on that we don't see. It's not just mm-hmm. these episodes. Really no. Nope. It takes Sarah and the gang six months to destroy the Terminator sent to kill the fields. If so, has it really been six months in the show so far since the episode automatic for the people when Wells, the resistance fighter who came from the future with a bullet passing through him, first wrote all that stuff in blood on the Connor's basement wall? But it's been six months already, then surely Casey would have had her baby by now, right? Since she was uber pregnant when we first met her. Or does that mean that the scenes with Derek and Lauren delivering Sydney actually occur six months in the future of this show? Which, if that's the case, would mean that even though the show has only ten episodes left, we can know for certain something will happen six months from this episode in the future of the timeline. That's all I got. Hope y'all have a great week, Daniel. So confusing. <laughs> hmm. 
it's like the neighbor on Family Guy. She was pregnant forever, and <laughs> they actually made jokes about it. Like, are you gonna have that baby? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Forgot about that. So, um, you know what? This so John wasn't in this episode, and neither were the three three dots. So I don't know. It had that to say for itself. We probably just missed the three dots. They were probably there, <laughs> lurking in the background. Mm. And no dreams from Sarah. When you weren't looking, Charles Barkley went in the backyard and dug three holes. Pooped, <laughs> <laughs> and it was in the shape of three dots. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. and, and Sarah had a dream about it. She got obsessed with it, and uh, no, I'm not She's gonna like, go there. She yeah, like, stomped them. She's just st- just staring at the poop. What does it mean? <laughs> she gets mad and kicks it up. <laughs> Well, somebody better, like, curb their dog. That's all I'm saying. So what's the name of the next episode? It's... The next episode is Earthlings Welcome Here. What the... What? Genre shift. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) We find out that Cameron is an alien. We find out this whole episode, this whole season is, like, or this whole series is taking place on, like, a different planet. A long time ago in a galaxy far from home. Yeah. Midichlorians. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just made myself sick. John's going to bring balance to the force. <laughs> <laughs> force is strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Salvation. We still have to watch Salvation, don't we? Do we have to? Oh, you haven't? <laughs> no. I've seen it. I don't want to see it. I saw it on a plane when I was really tired, and it only made it, you know, better. And it was bad. We'll watch it for completion's sake. Probably not going to read the comic books. I'm going to read JMS's comic books, but it's up to y'all. Probably not going to do read, an episode read, about it. I read it. Um, I read Dream Police, which is awesome. Um, and then what's the other one? Oh, um, Rising Star. That series was really good, too. You can see very, a lot of themes that are very similar in all his work, but right now I'm really liking Dream Police. I recommend it. Yeah, he wrote like a Terminator Salvation series that I have and keep meaning to read, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I wonder how that would be. My boss called me in today for a mid-year review, <laughs> but before we did that, he's like, check out this video. <laughs> he showed me a video of uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger pretending to be his wax statue of himself, oh. Adam Tussauds. And people would go up and pose with him, and he'd be like, ah. <laughs> 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 and it does look like a statue these days. Yeah, seriously, it really looks sexy. Well, I hope you laughed and then got a good review because you laughed at your boss' <laughs> joke. <laughs> Have you guys seen that video? No. It's pretty. It's pretty great. I'll I'll post it here on the uh, on our Facebook group. All the listeners can go check it out too. It's really funny. It's like Terminator is just on hold. I mean, well, it's coming but it's it's not well i don't know they say it's not truly dead it's just they're just gonna try to figure out how to make it better yeah they're gonna try to figure out what they did wrong last time i can tell them do they (laughs) like i I have a list it's not our episode about it though (laughs) let's just uh write we'll we'll, we'll do a podcast and send an audio file to to the powers that be i'm sure they'll take us into consideration so, there's this game called The Legend of Legacy. This seems like 
I don't know if it's supposed to be like a parody, but the name just seems like the most RPG-ish name you could come up with. The Legend yeah. of Legacy. It's like the Legend of Zora. <laughs> but <laughs> there'll be like the quest of questing or something like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want some Thai food, so let's wrap this up. <laughs> Melanie. Yes. Dear. <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us again this week. Oh, you're very welcome. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Do you have anything coming up? Well, no, just the regular stuff. Um, Hooplecast, uh, podcast about, uh, what's that show again? Deadwood? (laughs) (laughs) Which I made it like a quarter way through the first episode and I'm still waiting to finish that. How are you doing with Twin Peaks? Oh, I, um, I'm on, uh, I'm, on I think episode so I made myself take a hiatus because I wanted to zoom right through it and so I um, I watched the first episode of season two and so I'm about to watch the second episode of season two yeah. I'm pacing myself because I know it's oh wait this one's a long season though right mm-hmm. yeah oh okay so then I don't have to go so slow okay right I think it's it. like 22 episodes so. oh okay yeah. yeah then I just shouldn't pay my spouse I was like savoring season one so like I'm just yeah Okay, so by next time I'll have like uh, made made series progress. Maybe savor the first sixteen episodes, <laughs> and then and then after that just fly through them, and then savor the last three or four. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's the first sixteen of season. Well, two. whatever. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. it's like the first dozen or so. But I am enjoying your podcast as accompaniment, even though it's like, oh, I have stuff to say, but you guys are. It's like three years yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> so every once in a while, I'll message Matt and I'll be like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're bringing shows back. They should, I don't know, bring Sarah Chronicle, Chronicles. <laughs> they should bring this show back for maybe a one-off. They're bringing Gilmore Girls back, Deadwood back, Twin Peaks. I didn't know about Deadwood. Now I really well, have to watch. Med possibly bring it. There seem, there seem to be some serious talks going on, at least. Well, they should bring her back, because, you know, they should also bring Rome back. That yeah, was bring Rome team. back and give that some more, a better conclusion. Yeah, because things are possible that the, weren't possible back then, so. Mm. We'll see if I want this one back by the time we're done. Matt has a new podcast coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah? Maybe, hopefully. We're going to record... It's just going to be a video game podcast. Oh, yeah. We can watch you play video games? No. Well, talk about <laughs> just listen games. to him talk about video games. Yeah. Okay. You can listen to him and uh, Matt A. just dis- disagree about mm-hmm. what video games they like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have updates next time, maybe. Yeah. I'm re-watching Spartacus. <sighs> just to get ready for Spartacus. So I'm Coming. Spartacus. I am all over that podcast. You are Spartacus. I am am Spartacus. Yes. TV show Spartacus, not the old movie Spartacus. No, yeah, there there is no movie. I've never watched the movie. (laughs) That's whatever heresy, but like, oh my gosh, the this this TV series. What is Stephen Denight doing now that he's no longer with Daredevil? Um, I think he may be working on American Gods. Is he doing that? I don't know. No, I, that was just a rumor. I just, I mean, a rumor that I just started right here, right now. I, <laughs> I just took a wild stab in the dark. 
I want to say he's going back to whatever he was working on at Stars. It got put on hold because I guess it's just going to be like super expensive. But he's working on it. He was working on a new show for them, but then I, I think he went to work on Daredevil and I don't know. Whatever his new show is, I think it's on the air. Yeah, IMDb doesn't have nothing. Daredevil's his last. Anyway. That's another podcast that we'll probably be starting up soon again, too, is uh, Talk about well, Jess- Jessica, Jones. Jessica Jones. Yes, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, just, I just can't wait. I'm so excited. I wasn't as excited for Daredevil, and then when I, once I watched it, I was really excited for it, but Jessica Jones, I'm very much excited, because that's actually a series that I've read through and through, so. Cool. Yeah. My secret is that I haven't seen the finale of Daredevil. I'm kind of waiting to watch it. <laughs> like I don't, like oh. I have a bunch of Y'all. Uh, season Wait. finales saved up on my DVR because I, I don't know. I guess I'm just waiting to watch the last episode. I don't know why. So actually, this is really timely, or not timely? It's like several months out of date. But Stephen S. DeKnight <laughs> um, joins the Transformers writing room, writers room. For what? I don't know. Peace. I don't know, but I'm really disappointed. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's hope that let's hope that he's moved on. I was kind of hoping good. that the Transformers franchise with Michael Bay was done. I think he's, he's done. done. I thought he was done. He better be done because he's just awful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, that is wait. Okay. <laughs> and then this is without a doubt film franchise always proven by success proven by Michael Bay they admitted any ideas about the franchise but anyway maybe he's not done I'll read that later that is all we have for this week <laughs> folks <laughs> we'll be back next time with Earthlings welcome here but until then there's no fate but what we make goodbye bye au revoir bye